0: We've done what you told us. We brought you the broomstick of the Wicked Witch of the West. We melted her.
1: You liquidated her, eh? Very resourceful.
0: Yes, sir. So we'd like you to keep your promise to us, if you please, sir.
1: Not so fast. Not so fast. I'll have to give the matter a little thought. Go away and come back tomorrow. Tomorrow? You've had plenty of time already. Yeah. Do not arouse the wrath of the great and powerful Oz. I said come back tomorrow. If you are really great and powerful, you'll keep your promises. Do you presume to criticize the great Oz? You ungrateful creatures. Think yourselves lucky that I'm giving you audience tomorrow instead of 20 years from now. Oh. The great Oz has spoken. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. The great Oz has spoken. Who are you? I I, I am the great and powerful Wizard of Oz. You are? Uh, I don't believe you. No, I'm afraid it's true. There's no other Wizard except me. You Humbug! Yes, it's exactly so. I'm a humbug. Oh, you're a very bad man. Oh, no, my dear. I'm a very good man. I'm just a very bad wizard.
2: Everybody, this is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. I open up with that uh, clip from uh, The Wizard of Oz because we got to see the man behind the curtain this week. We got to see Robert Mueller. You no, know, for uh, three years, two and a half years, we've been uh, talking about the Mueller report, and we've been talking about uh, everything that's going on with the Mueller report. And we never heard him talk. We never heard him talk one time. Never one time. And he finally came out and talked in uh, a couple months ago and he gave a nine minute speech and basically said, oh, don't call on me to testify because I'm not going to say anything. And I'm closing down the office. And uh, if you call me up, I'm only going to I'm only going to refer you back to the report because that is my testimony. Because what he really meant is I don't really know, you know, a damn thing about what's in it. And, uh, and, uh, 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 so, so don't, don't call on me and, uh, you guys should just do your thing and it is what it is. And, uh, you know, and you know, they talked about bringing him on to testify and Thursday or was it Wednesday, Wednesday, the 24th was the main event. We got to see the Muller, the Muller the the man, the mystery, the, uh, the, the myth, the legend, Robert Mueller come come in, Mister Magoo come in with all his uh with all his glory and sit in front of uh Jerry Nadler and all the all the all the boneheads and uh, Adam Schiff and so he, he testified in front of two House House committees, the uh, Judiciary Committee and the uh and the Judiciary Committee was the afternoon and the I don't remember what the two committees are called the intelligence committee or something. Anyway, it was two house committees and it was so five minutes for the Democrats, five minutes for the, uh, for the Republicans. And you know, the main event, these guys, these guys fell on their face. I'm going to talk about, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go backwards from how I normally go. Cause I normally do start with, Hey, what happened at the beginning of the week? But I'm going to start with what happened at the beginning, but at what happened at the end of the week, cause I want to make sure I get to to tell you everything that's going on, everything that happened here, and stretch it out as long as I want, and because this is the most important, most exciting. It was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful, but before I go on, let me introduce myself. My name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in, involved, in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and you hear a guy on your radio that, that thinks like you, Talk straight, and that's how, how you want it. If you need some, uh, if you want to get involved in those real estate opportunities, you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me but you don't want to talk on the phone because uh, you don't want your neighbors at work to hear your personal business or uh, you don't want me to hear your voice, Um, you know, uh, I heard, you know, I talked to, I talked to a realtor. I had never, I had never met a few times. I had talked to him on the phone a few times and i never met him live and, uh, turned out I was sitting next to him in a restaurant. Uh, once this is early in my career and, um all of a sudden turn around, Hey, aren't you such and such? And, uh, cause could hear his voice and I recognize his voice and he goes, Hey, are you Ed Hoffman, the lone god? Uh yep. And so anyway, so you know what if, if it's someone you don't like, you know, just in case you want to make sure you like me before in case we run into each other and I recognize your voice. So uh so if you want to do that, go to edhoffman.net, click on the summit funding logo, that'll take you to my lending page, and then you can my landing page, my lending page, you can put in as much information as what you want me to have and tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates. Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, uh, Aaron Fredericks, Cody Bradbury, or Brian Goodman, and we'll help you find the missing piece to your real estate financing puzzle. We'll help you untangle what you're, well. I don't know. Should I refinance? You know, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you an example of a uh, one thing. Uh, I got referred to a guy who's uh, wanting to buy a property in Mammoth. Uh, this couple lives in San Diego, and uh, they have a, the guys make a lot of money, and they have uh, properties in North Carolina, property in in San Diego, property in uh, in uh, Anchorage, Alaska. And I won't go into uh, a bunch of specifics because I don't want to get into their per, their personal information. But you know, we uh, decide how they want to do it, and they're going to sell their place in North Carolina and uh, do a 1031 exchange except for they want to buy this property in mammoth before they can sell the place in north carolina because because of time and i said well why don't you do a reverse exchange well what's that and i hooked them up with a with a, a 1031 accommodator explained how it worked and uh we did and because they didn't have the money to pay it first we did a refinance on their on their san diego home paid cash for the for the mammoth property and then when as North Carolina pays down, then they'll pay down the, the San Diego property. We'll refinance that down farther to in six months and get them a really low rate. And that leaves them with a paid off place in Mammoth and a very, very low rate on in San Diego. And it saved them a a gazillion dollars in taxes from uh when they sell their uh their North Carolina house that they've owned for a lot of years since he was in the Marines and uh and saved them a bunch of money and you know it's it's that kind of thinking that has made me uh successful over the last 30 years in this business so if you want if you want someone who can think straight and guide you to the the program that's right for you. Cause every, I don't, I don't believe there's a one size fits all. There's, there's not one program that's right for everybody. Call me toll free 855-640-2020 or ed Click on the summit funding logo. If you want to hear anything repeated on the show, you can also go to edhoffman.net click on the podcast page here, the show as well as several past shows and uh, listen to it on demand. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can uh, have it and uh, subscribe for free, have it download automatically to your your phone, or your iPod, or your iPad, or your Mini Pad, or your Maxi Pad, or your uh, iWatch, or your computer, or uh, whatever device does podcasts these days. I'm sure there's probably automatic downloads to the dashboard of your car these days. Some of this new stuff that's going on. Uh, so anyway, it's uh, whatever you can do. It's uh, it's it's available for you. If you if you can't find my show, you didn't look hard. Um, our listener hotline still having technical difficulties. We changed our. Uh, our phone system and apparently it's tied up. So if you want to leave comments on the comments on the show, send me an email. Don't leave me. Don't don't call my five, five, six, four, zero, twenty, twenty. Send it. Uh, send me an email. Ed at Um dot So don't call the other number unless you want to talk about mortgages. Um. OK, and I will I will read every message that you send in. OK, so let's talk about let's talk about the Mueller hearing. That happened on set on uh, Wednesday this week, and uh, let's start it. We'll start with that. So uh, after months, Democrats demanding that he testify, former Special Counsel Robert Mueller delivered seven hours of dry, pointless, uh, brainless before the Congress testimony before the Congress this week. Kind of looked like Mr. Magoo. You know, the person that learned the most about the Mueller the Mueller uh, report this week was Robert Mueller because it was clear he had. Not a damn clue what was in it. Um, he brought in another guy with him. I don't remember his name. He was insignificant. He goes, well, I've got this guy and the other guy. Well, we're gonna we're gonna swear him in and in the Republicans said, so, well, we didn't ask him to testify, so we're not gonna direct any questions to him. And uh, and a couple of times, Robert Mueller said, well, I'm gonna let such and such take this question. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear from you, Robert. You know, Mueller's names on the report. I want to hear from him. And he was and it was clear. You know, they, the Republicans saw, Hey, we got Mueller on the ropes. He doesn't know what the answers are. He has, doesn't know what's in the thing. We heard a whole bunch of, Oh, could you repeat the question? Uh, what page was that on? Uh, um, can you, uh, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, uh, I can't answer that. You heard a whole bunch of that. Probably, probably uh, two thirds of the, uh, of the time was taken up with that. Um, so it was, it was, it was embarrassing if you were a Robert Mueller fan and, uh, you know, so I, so I, and I think about all the people saying, Hey, he, he was a, a veteran and he did this, did that, got a purple, purple heart and a bronze star. And he got this and got that in the military and he served his country all these years. And I'm sure he's a great guy, but Hey, you know what? He's, he's, he's grown to his level. He's, he's risen to his level of incompetence, not because of he took on a, uh, a task that was above his abilities but obviously he's losing his sharpness and kind of like what you see with Joe Biden. He's not razor sharp anymore. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's not razor sharp anymore. Hey, Donald Trump is 73 now, but he's still razor sharp. Doesn't have any bong resin in uh, building up in his brain. He doesn't have, uh, you know, alcohol poisoning in his liver. You know, the stuff that we all, we all have building up inside our bodies because we partied. Um, Trump never did that. So, He's he's you know, he, he sleeps four hours and that's enough. Not enough for me, but it's enough for Trump. And, uh you know, we got the right guy in the job there. So uh, but Mueller was is clearly out of it and he wasn't really involved. So uh, uh so in back to back hearings on Wednesday, Mueller mostly reiterated the findings of his two year investigation without revealing anything new but we can't blame him. You know, this is what he told us he would do. Uh, more importantly, the 70-year-old, 74-year-old special counsel demonstrated just how little he knows about the report named after him. And he obviously knew uh, very little, uh, very li- he had very little part in writing it. And you know, where the Democrats screwed up is apparently they don't watch enough movies. Had they watched the movie Civil Action, they would have learned things like this.
3: Now, the single greatest liability a lawyer can have is pride. Pride, oh,
1: pride has lost more cases than lousy evidence, idiot witnesses, and a hanging judge all put together. There is absolutely no place in a courtroom for pride. And one last thing. Unless you know exactly what the answer is going to be, never, ever ask a witness why. Never.
2: You know what? If you don't know what his answer is going to be, Never ask a witness why never put a never put a witness on the stand and ask him any question if you don't know what the answer is. And these guys had no idea what he's going to say. I don't think they had. I don't think they realized. I don't know how they couldn't have realized that he had didn't really have that much part in this. They thought they were going to put words into his mouth and he was just going to. Uh, you know dribble out some some great sound bites that they could use over and over on the on uh, TV and social media several sad exchanges throughout the day demonstrated this here are Republicans Rick Crawford of Arkansas Steve Chabot of Ohio Debbie Lesko of Arizona and Doug Collins of Texas questioning Mueller
0: Um, Days after your appointment, Peter Strzok texted about his concern that there's, quote, no big there there in the Trump campaign investigation. Did Strzok or anyone else who worked on the FBI's investigation tell you that around 10 months into the investigation,
1: the FBI still had no case for collusion? Who? Can you repeat that? Uh, Peter Strzok. Could you? I'm sorry. Can you move the microphone a little closer? Sure. When discussing the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting, uh, you referenced, quote, the firm that produced the steel reporting, unquote. The name of that firm was Fusion GPS. Is that correct? And you're on page 103? 103, that's correct. Volume 2. I, I'm not familiar uh, uh, with uh, with that. I, well, well did did you, let me just help you. Uh, you. It, it I, was. I, I, it's not It's not a trick question. Right? It, it was Fusion GPS.
0: I think you relied a lot on media. I'd like to know how many times you cited the
1: Washington Post in your report. I don't have knowledge of that figure.
0: I counted about sixty times. How many times did you cite the New York Times? I counted. Again,
1: I have no idea.
0: I counted about seventy-five times. How many times did you cite Fox News?
1: I, as with the other two, I have no idea.
0: I, about 25 times. I, I've got to say, it looks like volume two is mostly regurgitated press stories. Honestly, there's almost nothing in volume two that I couldn't already hear or know simply by having a $50 cable news subscription. However, your investigation cost the American taxpayers $25 million. Collusion and conspiracy are essentially synonymous terms, correct? No. If no, on page 180 of volume one of your report, you wrote, as defined in legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy as that crime is set forth in the General Federal Conspiracy Statute 18 U.S.C. 371. I'm reading your report, sir. It's answer, a yes or no page, answer.
1: Page 180.
0: Page 180, volume one. Okay. This was from your report. Correct. And I uh, I, I uh, I'll leave it with the uh, report. So the report says, yes, they are synonymous. Yes. Hopefully for finally, out of your own report, we can put to bed the collusion and conspiracy.
2: Uh so uh, uh is conspiracy and uh, collusion the same thing? Uh no. Well, in your report you say it basically is the same. Uh okay, then I'll go with the report. Uh you know what? Apparently Mueller had no really part in this. He just basically just showed up, took a nap, you know, went sent somebody for coffee, maybe for sandwiches and pizzas and stuff. 25 million. million. I think it was more uh, the figure I heard was 34 million dollars. And they probably f- figured out that there was no uh, conspiracy or collusion early in it. They spent the rest of the time trying to to uh, to prove obstruction of justice. And I heard um, Sheila Jackson Lee on TV Friday morning say, "You, there's no requirement to have an underlying crime in order for there to be obstruction of justice. There could be obstruction whether or not there's there's uh, whether there's or not there's." Uh, underlying crime well there's no underlying crime how can you be obstructing justice i don't understand that um i'm not a lawyer but it just doesn't seem logical to me so uh as for, as for questions from the democrats it didn't take for long to uh for the routine to become predictable you know they 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 start out well here's the three elements of collusion or here's the three elements you got to have this or obstruction you got to have this you got to have this you got to have this. Well, I thought well, there should be four elements like a crime uh, that you're trying to get justice for. But they kept saying that uh, they asked Mueller a leading question in hopes that he would deliver the smoking gun they wanted. Then repeat, starting things off as Jerry Nadler, who was the first uh, to get Mueller to repeat the the famous line from the report that Trump could not be totally exonerated. So the report did not conclude. That he did not commit obstruction of justice. Is that correct?
1: That is correct.
2: And what about total exoneration? Did you actually totally exonerate the president? No. Now, in fact, your reports expressly states that it does not exonerate the
1: president. It does.
2: You know what? Did they exonerate O.J. Simpson uh, from uh, killing his wife and, uh, and Ron Goldman? I don't think so. They said not guilty. He we all know he was guilty, but but you know, hey, they said, Hey, you didn't prove it to the to a uh beyond a reasonable doubt. We let, left some doubt in these particular juries, uh, uh jurors uh minds, even though the public opinion was exact opposite. So uh but they don't they, they don't determine. Remember in, in America it's you're innocent till proven guilty. They didn't prove guilt in in, legal, in, the, in the law of in, the, in America you don't prove exoneration so why would he even put that in there luckily Republicans came prepared and it was impressive here's John Ratcliffe of Texas and Mike Turner of Ohio can you give me an example other than Donald Trump where the Justice Department determined that an investigated person was not exonerated because I, their I... innocence was not conclusively determined I I,
1: I cannot, but this is a unique Okay, well, you can't. Time is short. I've got five minutes. Let's just
0: leave
4: it at you can't find it, because I'll tell you why. It doesn't exist. Mr. Mueller, does the attorney general have the power or authority to exonerate? Now, what I'm putting up here is the United States code. This is where the attorney general gets his power and the Constitution and the annotated cases of these, which we've searched. We even went to your law school, because I went to Case Western, but I thought maybe your law school teaches it differently. And we got the criminal law textbook from your law school. Mr. Mueller, nowhere in these, because we had them scanned, is there a process or description on exonerate? There's no office of exoneration at the Attorney General's office. There's no certificate at the bottom of his desk. Mr. Mueller, would you agree with me that the Attorney General does not have the power To exonerate.
1: Uh, I'm going to pass on that.
4: Why? This is the headline on all of the news channels while you were testifying today. Mueller, Trump was not exonerated. Now, Mr. Mueller, what you know is that this can't say Mueller exonerated Trump. Because you don't have the power or authority to exonerate Trump.
2: Bam! You know, the Republicans came with their guns loaded, and they made Mueller look like a fool. And, and I feel bad for him because I'm, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he, he served his country well, but you know what, when, when, when they, uh, when they appointed Ken Starr as the independent, uh, uh, the in, independent, uh, attorney to take on the, uh, the investigation for, uh, for Bill Clinton, um, in the uh, I think it started out as the Whitewater case, wasn't it? And then it, uh, then it became the Monica Lewinsky case. Um, when they appointed Ken Starr, Ken Starr is razor sharp. I can't say for what he is today, but I can tell you, I heard him speak ten years ago, and which was probably ten years after uh, after the investigation. He's razor sharp. Mueller is not, and he wasn't. He was clearly not involved in any of this stuff. Uh, So luckily, uh, so for, for the past two years, we've been hearing that June 2016 Trump Tower meeting with Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr., Paul Manafort, and the honeypot Russian lawyer was all the evidence Mueller needed to prove uh, Trump colluded with Russia. And yet we never heard about this giant coincidence that the Hillary campaign met with her, too. But now we know thanks to Devin Nunes.
0: Your report mentions Natalia Vesnitskaya. 65 times she meets in the trump tower it's this infamous trump tower meeting it's in your report you've heard many of the democrats refer to it today the meeting was shorter than 20 minutes
1: i believe is that correct i think uh uh, uh, what we have in our report reflects it was about that length so
0: do you know so fusion gps The main actor at Fusion GPS, the president of the company, or the owner of the company, is a guy named Glenn Simpson who's working for Hillary Clinton. Glenn Simpson, do you know how many times Glenn Simpson met with Natalia Vlesnitskaya? Myself? No. Would it surprise you that the Clinton campaign dirty ops arm met with Natalia Vlesnitskaya more times?
1: than the Trump campaign did. Well, this is an area that I'm not going to get into, as I indicated at the uh, outset.
2: Well, this is an area I'm not going to get into because I really don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Hey, remember a guy, remember uh, 1992? We talked about uh, Perot, uh, Ross Perot last week, um, talking about his uh, 1992 campaign. Remember he picked this guy, uh, Stockdale, uh, Admiral Stockdale, as his uh, running mate. And I'm sure he was a decorated, uh, veteran and, uh, but he got into a debate, uh, with the vice president going against, uh, he went against Al Gore and against, uh, Dan Quayle, uh, in the uh, vice presidential debate one time. And he got up there and goes, Oh, where am I? What, what am I doing here? I don't know. You know, he just was completely unprepared, completely unprepared for what he was doing. And that just, you know, that's. That's Mueller. That was Mueller Wednesday. Oh, well, I'm just not going to talk about that. Well, I don't really know. Uh, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, uh, you know, he, he totally looked like a fool and made the Democrats look like a fools because they are fools. And just it, it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And, you know, it's uh, you know, there's there's nothing. There's nothing more that the Democrats can say to to say anything about The Trump collusion and, oh, this guy got this and this this guy got that. And, uh, you know, after the break, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm running out of time here. So after the break, we're going to come back and I'm going to play you the rest of this stuff. And then we're going to tell you how the, how the Democrats spun it. And they are in la la land, la la land. They have, they have no clue. So anyway, stay tuned for uh, five minutes of uh, traffic, weather, sports and commercials. And I will be right back. With, uh, with the rest of the Mueller, uh, the Mueller testimony and some other good stuff that I was going to do first because I knew this was going to take longer than half the show. Anyway, uh, stay tuned. I'll be right back. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate and financing on this show because... Uh, you know, if I talk too much about it, you're going to get bored with it unless you're in the market. And if you own real estate, it's the rates are great. So if you own real estate and you haven't, uh, talked about uh refinancing. You know, the rates have gone down about 3 quarters of a point in the last 12 months and your values have gone up about five uh half a half 50% in the last 5 years. Um it's worth it to find out even if you have got a low rate but you're but you're carrying mortgage insurance, it's it's worth it to call and find out if it if it makes sense. Call us toll free at 855-640-2020. If you're over 62, If one of your one of your uh, your husband or wife are over 62, you don't both have to be over 62. You can do a reverse mortgage if you've got enough equity in your house. And if you're uh, thinking that, uh, you know, you've got more life in you than you have money in the bank and you want to try and take some pressure off. uh, Reverse mortgages is awesome. It's an awesome tool. Uh, call me on that 855-640-2020, and find out about that reverse reverse mortgage thing. If you're not sure it's a good thing, it's because you don't know enough about it. Call and just inquire. Happy to answer questions about it and explain it. Um, it's beautiful. It's a really it's really a great program. Um, so anyway, before the before the break, we were uh, talking about uh, talking to, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, the Mueller investigation. So we were talking about talking about that, and uh, let's continue that for the. Um so for uh, we we found out we also found out we talked about that uh we found out about the uh uh the the Hillary campaign had actually met with the Russian uh, Russian lawyer uh more often than the uh than the than the Trump campaign did and the biggest thing is they you know they the fact that she said she had dirt on Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump Jr said hey I love it let's come on over let's see what you got and when she came over she didn't have anything she didn't have anything, and and she all she wanted to talk about was this law, doing something with this law that, that prohibited Americans from from uh, adopting uh, kids up for adoption from Russia, and uh, apparently there's I don't know if it's I don't know the details of it, but she wanted to talk about uh, doing something with that, and it was a big waste of time. So, uh, but but what we didn't what we didn't know is that uh, Glenn Simpson the founder of fusion GPS who was hired by a lawyer who was hired by, by Hillary Clinton's campaign. So that wouldn't look like they've hired him directly. So it's, you know, let's just have, Hey, I'm going to call my brother and have him call them, but I'm going to pay my brother to pay them. Uh, you know, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a game of post office. So we're going to do, do it like that. So, uh, but this Russian lawyer met with Glenn Simpson the day before the Trump, the Trump, uh, meeting and the day after the Trump, uh, the Trump meeting. So there was a brief, a pre-brief, and a debrief. Do you see something wrong there? Is that called entrapment? Is entrapment a crime? It is sometimes. I don't know if that's uh, where they set up. Hey, maybe that was what uh, Peter Strzok was, uh, and Lisa Page were talking about. We need an insurance policy. So if he gets in, we'll have something to accuse him of So get him out. So we'll just, uh, set him up. We'll call this Russian lady and tell her to send an email to Trump. And then we'll, uh, then we'll send her over there for a meeting and then she won't have anything, but it won't matter because he, we got the thing on email. Eh, does it sound dirty to you guys? Is this, is this sound like, uh, uh, is, I mean, to me, I mean, Trump, Trump, they asked Trump, Hey, you know what? Do you, if someone called from a foreign country and said they had dirt on your opponent, would you, would you listen to him? He goes, I think I would. I don't think I'd call the FBI until I found out if they had anything. You know what? You're supposed to call the FBI. If you get some information, he goes, well, you you call, Hey, I got a call from someone who said they're from another country. And they said they had this, the FBI doesn't have time to check that out. So anyway, so we found out that, uh, one of we also found out that one of Mueller's chief deputies, Andrew Weissman, was no neutral play, player. Not only did Ant, did Weissman attend Hillary Clinton's ill-fated election night party, as it turns out, he also played some kind of role in the Steele dossier alongside the corrupt DOJ attorney Bruce Ohr, married Denali Ohr, who works for Fusion GPS. So let me say that again. So Andrew Weissman, who was one of it, one of his, uh, one of his attorneys on his staff to do this thing, he played some kind of role in the Steele dossier alongside. Bruce Orr, who's with the Department of Justice and is married to Nellie Orr at Fusion GPS. Here's more from Devin Nunes.
0: Uh, when Andrew Weissman and Zaneb Ahmed joined your team, were you aware that Bruce Orr, Department of Justice top official, directly briefed the dossier allegations to them in the summer of 2016? Again, I'm not going to speak to that issue. Cam. Okay.
2: Well, uh, I'm not going to speak to that issue because that will make me. Uh, that'll incriminate me. I need to say I'm. I, I'm going to assert my, my uh, Fifth Amendment uh, privileges there. That would have sound. That would have sounded more clean. I'm not going to speak to that. Uh, I just say, hey, hey, I don't want to incriminate myself because I realize I'm in trouble if I answer that. As stated, the Republicans came prepared. Kelly Armstrong of North Dakota continued uh, grilling Mueller about Andrew Weissman's relationship to the Clinton campaign, and according to Mueller. He had no say over someone like that joining his team.
4: I can't imagine a single prosecutor or judge that I have ever appeared in front of would be comfortable with these circumstances where over half of the prosecutorial team had a direct relationship to the opponent of the person being investigated.
1: Let me, win on the fact that I, I put on the table and that is we hired 19 lawyers over the period of time. Of those 19 lawyers, 14 of them were transferred from elsewhere in the Department of Justice. Only five came from outside
2: yeah so what does that mean so uh hey you know what uh do you investigate who you bring on your team? you're investigating a particular person should you find out that the people that you transfer from the department of justice are uh are uh non biased because because i think it's b s to believe that anybody doesn't have a political political opinion on anything so hey you know what you gotta you you know that's why they have that's why they have uh um uh, jury selection you find out what kind of what kind of, you go go down for jury uh for jury uh jury uh what do they call it jury service jury uh duty jury duty and you uh and then you go down and if you get picked for a jury if you get picked then they they talk to you and they ask you hey what's your what's your experience do you have any family members that are cops do you have any family members that have ever been to drug rehab Have you ever had any family members in jail do you have this do you have that uh, you know what religion are you? They they ask you about things that might affect your your uh, your judgment based on the the defendant and the plaintiff and and everything that's going on in the case. In this case, hey, you know what? Uh, what's your political affiliation? Did you work on the campaign? Did you do this? Oh. I didn't have any. I didn't have any control of that. In fact, Mueller spent so much time of the afternoon claiming that things, uh, things pertaining to his own investigation, were outside its purview, especially when it came to everything that proves what the real collusion was—the Steele dossier being paid for by the Clinton campaign, mysterious European professors like Joseph Misfood and Stephen Halpert inserting themselves into the lives of Trump campaign workers like George Papadopoulos, dangling fake opposition research about Hillary and people inside Obama's FBI and Department of Justice admitting they knew about all of it. When these questions came up, no one got more out of my purview responses yesterday than Florida Republican Matt Gates.
0: Christopher Steele's reporting is referenced in your report. Steele reported to the FBI that senior Russian foreign ministry figures, among with other, along with other Russians, told him that there was, and I'm quoting from the Steele dossier, extensive evidence of conspiracy between the Trump campaign team and the Kremlin. So here's my question. Did Russians really tell that to Christopher Steele, or did he just make it all up and was he lying to the FBI?
1: Let me back up a second, if I could, and say, as I uh, said earlier, uh, with regard to the Steele, uh, that uh, that's beyond my purview. Do you have any basis, as you sit here today, to believe that Steele was lying? As I said before, and I say again, it's not my purview. Others are investigating what you uh, so, so it's uh, not address. your purview
0: to look into whether or not Steele's lying. It's not your purview to look into whether or not anti Trump Russians are lying to Steele, and it's not your purview to look at whether or not Glenn Simpson was meeting with the Russians the day before and the day after you write thirty five hundred words about the Trump campaign
3: meeting.
2: Yep, it's uh it's you know, it's just not in his purview. It's 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 Nothing was in his purview because he wasn't involved in this investigation. He wasn't involved in the report. He wasn't involved at all. Speaking of Joseph Misfood, who is a longtime FBI informant, spends plenty of time in the United States, why didn't he ever go to jail? Jim Jordan asked Mueller why everyone who, entra- who entrapped the Trump campaign coincidentally appears to have gotten off scot-free.
4: He charged Paul Manafort for false statements. He charged Michael Cohen with false statements. He charged Michael Flynn, a three-star general, with false statements. But the guy who puts the country through this whole saga, starts it all for three years we've lived this now, he lies, and you guys don't charge him. And I'm curious as to why.
1: Well, I can't get into it, and, uh, and it's obvious I think that we can't get into charging decisions.
2: No, we can't because he doesn't know why anybody did because he wasn't involved once again. And because this was clearly a dirty one-sided... One. This wasn't a unbiased investigation of the facts. This was a witch hunt. Hey, they're looking for something to pin Trump on. Uh, wrapping it all up, someone who has known Robert Mueller for years, Republican Louis Gohmert of Texas.
1: And if somebody knows they did not conspire with anybody from russia to affect the election and they see the big justice department with people that hate that person coming after them and then a special counsel appointed who hires dozen or more people that hate that person and he knows he's innocent he's not corruptly acting in order to see that justice is done. What he's doing is not obstructing justice. He is pursuing justice. And the fact that you ran it out two years means you perpetuated injustice. I take your question. The gentleman's
2: time has expired. The witness may answer the question.
1: I take your question.
2: I'm not really sure what that means. I take your question. I watched it and I go, well, what's that supposed to mean? I take your question. Well, number one, I didn't really hear the question, and uh, I heard him just make a statement and tell him, "Hey, you're 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 the problem here, buddy." And uh, so I didn't I didn't really get that. But I take your question. I guess that's a lawyer term. Yeah, like dead on balls accurate. It's an industry term. Uh, here's proof, and uh, here's proof that CNN knows. This proved absolutely nothing. Uh, since this testimony, they've they've been spending their primetime lineup on stories about people acting racist at grocery stores. Um, but leave it to the Democrat leadership to paint the whole day as some kind of victory for the cause. Nancy Pelosi flanked by uh, pencil neck Adam Schiff and uh, the weeble Jerry Nadler. I, I posted this on Facebook. Uh, Jerry Nadler, the dweeble. Oh, I'm sorry, Jerry Nadler, the weeble. Uh, Adam Schiff, the dweeble. And uh, Nancy Pelosi, the feeble um, They held a press conference After Mueller's testimony Proudly aided by a visual chart The president likes to have His poster that said The Mueller report took this many days cost this much money, this, that and the other Well, we have a a
3: corresponding Contradictory chart Mueller investigation by the numbers $40 million Recovered for
4: the U.S. government. Remember he said how much it would cost? Less than that. Uh, 37
3: people and entities charged with crimes, 25 ongoing criminal uh, cases referred, seven convicted, including
4: five top Trump campaign officials. And then he had no collusion, no this or that. 10 instances of obstruction, yes, no exoneration. That's some of what we heard today.
2: Yeah, does that stuff make any sense to you now? Hey, forty million dollars recovered. Where did they recover it from? Where did that come from? I don't know. Where'd she get that? Uh, you know, twenty-five convictions—or uh, uh, I don't think it was convictions. Twenty-five people. They uh, 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 indictments, maybe, and twelve of those were Russian people that they indicted. Uh, for people that will never be in America again and are are completely idiotic. And, of course, let's talk about the people that they didn't indict, who did the same things that they threw people in jail for. They didn't talk about that. And, uh, you know, no exoneration. Well, we know there's no such thing as exoneration. And uh, what what else did... Did uh Nancy Pelosi the feeble uh say it's ridiculous, ridiculous, but they spun it uh, and you know what I think the Democrats had nothing, and now they have less than nothing, and I think they 're going to lose the two thousand twenty
1: election very big, including congressional seats because of the path
2: that they chose so with Robert Mueller proving to be a total disappointment to the people who demanded the te- to te- demanded he testify. Uh, it's no wonder that the media reacted this way.
0: They were using him for clarity, he'd somehow fog it up, But he, he um, directed- and how he would do certain things. And, and so look, on optics, this was a disaster.
3: He was the ball advanced? No. The impeachment's over.
4: Today, he was a witness. And he, frankly, wasn't a really good witness because he declined to answer, by my count, over a hundred times. I thought he was uh, boring. I thought in some cases he was uh, sort of evasive. I thought it really was a very ineffective defense of his own work.
3: Look, from the Democratic perspective, to me so far, it's been a bit of a bust. A lot of
1: Democrats in particular used the D word and branded this a disaster early on.
2: Yep, and that was not Fox News. That was uh, NBC, CNBC, MSNBC, CNN, uh, a couple other little ABC networks. Some uh, some of those guys. These were all the Democrat networks, and they were all saying the same thing. You know, on the view, on the view, uh, on the view. Yesterday, I think it was uh, I think it was Thursday. Thursday, Megan McCain had a a toe to toe. Took on Adam Schiff, the pencil neck, toe to toe. You know, uh, Adam Schiff's been saying for the last two years, oh, we have definite, uncorro, un- undisputable evidence that that he uh, obstructed justice, that he, uh, that he colluded with the with the Russians, and he, you know, we're definitely going to impeach him. Blah blah blah. Megan McCain took him, and Megan McCain is no fan of Donald Trump. And here's what, here's how she took on Adam Schiff.
4: You have claimed for years now that you have a smoking gun of evidence of collusion. Your quote is ample evidence of collusion. You said that. But Robert Mueller and his investigation found that there was no collusion. So can you share with us right here, right now, on The View, the evidence that you have and explain why Mueller was wrong yesterday?
3: Well first of all, Mueller wasn't wrong. Uh Mueller started out by saying we didn't address the issue of collusion. So those who are saying no collusion. Well, what's your they're evidence? Just wrong. You've been
4: saying that on well, TV yes. for years.
3: Well I will tell you, and we and I've also been saying, as you know, that the evidence is in plain sight, not hidden anywhere. And we went through that evidence. The Russians offered dirt on Hillary Clinton in writing. Uh and sent it to Don Jr. And Don Jr.'s response was in writing and said, as for your offer of foreign illegal help I would love it. He accepted the offer. They set up a overt act in furtherance of that, the secret meeting at Trump Tower, and they lied about it. You have an offer of illegal help. You have the acceptance of that offer. You have an overt overt act in furtherance of that conspiracy. That is, I think, by any rational American's expectation, the, the personification of collusion. Now Bob Mueller had a different question he needed to analyze, which is, can I prove each of the elements of the crime of conspiracy beyond a reasonable doubt? And as you know, well before the Mueller report, I was pointing out to the public there's a difference between what we understand as collusion
2: and whether you can prove all the elements of crime. So would you consider uh, yesterday a big win for yesterday.
4: Democrats?
2: Well, you know what? There's no crime called collusion, and you know he's he's sidestepping it, he's backpedaling, he's he's a he's a weak piece of. Anyway, you can fill in the blank. So anyway, let's talk about. It. So that's all I have on on the uh, Mueller testimony. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. And uh, but you know what? The the uh, the Democrats aren't satisfied with that. They still want to have more testimony. You know what? Is there ever a time when they get to work and do something? What do we pay four hundred thirty five con- Congress people one hundred seventy two thousand dollars a year to do? It can't be just to go after the president. Is there nothing else to get done in this country but that? Any of you guys that pay taxes, does this anger you? 34 million dollars we wasted on that? Anybody know about the uh the uh the new rule that Trump put in for for uh uh people coming over and claiming asylum that uh he put in a new rule that said said that, hey, if you're if you're not from Mexico, if you're coming from, from a country that's not uh, contigu- contiguous with ours, if it's not connected to the United States, and you can't claim asylum in America unless you've been turned down for asylum in, in, in the country in between us. And one judge ruled, yeah, that's, that's legal. And then some other judge in San Francisco said, no, it's not legal, and it stopped the whole thing. Wait a minute, did we elect that judge? I don't think so. I don't think we elected him president. So anyway, I could go on for hours. So let's talk about the last five minutes I got with uh, other stuff that's going on. White House negotiated with congressional leaders this week, including Democrats, to reach a deal to increase the federal spending and raise the government's borrowing limit, also known as the debt ceiling. The details, the deal is for more than $2.7 trillion spending over two years. It would increase the spending caps by $320 billion. This is relative to the limits prescribed in the 2011 Sequestration Act, remember that, Uh, whose spending control provisions have been repeatedly waived since 2014 anyway. It would also suspend the debt ceiling and permit more government borrowing until July 31st, 2021, after the next presidential election. Uh, so I guess that gets that out of the way so there's no more controversy before the election. The agreement also eliminates the risk of another government shutdown this fall, and it's also being called one of the biggest bipartisan compromises since Trump took office. Pelosi and Schumer have negotiated on it with Trump's Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin for weeks, hoping to complete the deal before the House leaves Washington at the end of the week for August recess. Because, you know, they work so hard, they need to have a month off. Under the deal, the defense programs would see a 3% hike uh, in fiscal year 2020. Domestic programs would increase 4% over current levels to a total of $632 billion, which I know these numbers are so big they don't mean anything to us, which includes $2.5 billion adjustment for the 2020 census, which seems like a ton of money to have a dumb, uh, a dumb, unverifiable... A little survey taken. The bill passed the House 284 to 149 on Thursday and is scheduled to go to the Senate next week before the August recess. Uh, But some in the Senate Democrats say they won't vote for it. Appropriations Committee Ranking Member Patrick Leahy is worried that this is a blank check for Trump. I like a blank check for Trump because I like the way he spends our money. He doesn't unless it's, he spends it like it's his own. I'm worried the House is willing to give him far too much discretion to take, take money and move it anywhere he wants, including a wall. Well, I like that. Uh, Leahy told the Washington Post, so the way it is now, I will not vote for it. The other 99 can vote for it. I won't. The president tweeted Thursday, I'm pleased to announce the House has passed our budget 284 to 149. Great for our military. Great for our vets. A big thank you. Uh so good for that. Good for that. And uh I don't know much much about the budget. I haven't heard that much about it. Um but if it gives him the flexibility to build the wall, I'm all for that. I think that's very very important. I think people people underestimate the value of sealing our border and the fact that 20 years from now there will be more people in this country that are illegal voting and from other countries, and imagine the fact that a lot of the people that are coming from Mexico, they they have the same complexion as Mexicans, but they're Muslims. And we don't know they're coming in, and the Mexican the Mexican authorities have already said there's a lot of people coming over from Syria and Libya and, uh, and those other Muslim countries, and they're coming into Mexico, and they're coming up from the southern border, and those families are coming over just like the other people, and they're claiming asylum. We don't know who they are, and there and the muslims are having eight kids per family and in 20 years from now they're all voting age and they will control the united states of america and you know what if you guys are concerned about what kind of country we leave for our kids and our grandkids it's time for us to take this seriously and stop letting stop turning our turning our back on what's going on well you know it just kind of gets me mad it kind of gets me depressed well you know what just be just turn on turn on uh oprah and whatever else is on tv and ignore it and our grandkids will not have not have an america as we know it and hopefully there's another country for them to go to where they can live for free and not under sharia law so uh that's how it is i got a whole bunch more i was going to cover but there was just too much fun in the Mueller testimony so again if you have comments on this show send an email to ed at edhoffman.net. and uh my name's ed hoffman thanks for listening to the main event And I'll be back again with you next week. The
0: opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity.
2: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event Heard Weekends here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM590, The Answer.
4: Hoffman, NMLS ID number 1012658, Arizona, Arizona license number
3: branch ID number summit incorporated ID number 3199, Arizona license number equal housing opportunity.